Thank you for joining Resurrection Lutheran Church this Sunday morning, giving praise with us for God's blessings of music, prayer, and scripture. I, Pastor Karen Perkins, will be sharing a message of grace, forgiveness, and hope. All of the worship leaders welcome you. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And also with you. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. Almighty and eternal God, the strength of those who believe and the hope of those who doubt, may we who have not seen have faith in you and receive the fullness of Christ's blessing, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. And now for the children's sermon. There is a thing, it's a book, and it's cartoons, and there's actually what I would call museums. And they're called Ripley's Believe It or Not. And you read the book, and you look at the cartoons. I get one every day on my phone. And you can go to these museums and you can read these things. And they always say, well, believe it or not. So the other day, it was actually in February, my cartoon for the day from Ripley's Believe It or Not was that research shows that viewing cat pictures and videos online can increase your energy and positive emotions. Believe it or not. Has someone ever told you something that's hard to believe? In today's lesson, we Coming out of Easter, we celebrated Jesus' resurrection. The disciples were all hidden away because they didn't know what had happened, and Jesus shows up. One disciple was not there at the time. His name was Thomas. And when he met up with the other disciples, they were so excited, and they told him, we have seen Jesus. He is, in fact, resurrected. And Thomas says, I, I can't believe it. I won't believe it until I see him and I touch his hands where they put the nails and I touch his side where they pierced his side with a spear. I can't believe it. About a week later, Jesus shows up to Thomas. And Thomas recognizes him. And he touches his hand where the holes for the nails were and he touches his side and he said because he, and he said I believe. Jesus said to him because you have seen me you are believing. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet believed.
it's really easy to believe things that we see and feel and touch. That's very easy. But what about those things that we can't see and feel and touch? Those require faith to believe in the Bible and the works of Jesus and to carry on so that we can, in fact, see and feel and touch Jesus every day in our daily lives. Have faith and carry on as though you see and feel and touch Jesus. Please join me in a prayer. Dear God, thank you for saving us. Thank you for your love. Help us to believe even in what we cannot see. Thank you for Jesus. In his name, amen. Please rise as you are able. Let us together welcome the gospel. Jesus appears to his disciples, offering them a benediction, a commission, and the gift of the Holy Spirit. But one of their number is missing, and his unbelief prompts another visit from the Lord. The Holy Gospel according to John, the 20th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. But Thomas, who was called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, we have seen the Lord. But he said to them, unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands and put my finger in the mark of the nails and my hand in his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were again in the house, and Thomas was with them. Although the, although the doors were shut, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands. Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Do not doubt, but believe. Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, have you believed because you have seen me? 
Blessed are those who have not seen and, have, and yet have come to believe. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written so that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that through believing you may have life in his name. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Karen talked nicely about belief, belief and faith. I want to back up a little bit and talk about the disciples gathered in the room. It says on that day, the first day of the week. So that would have been the Sabbath. And that day is a continuation from when the women were, were at the tomb and found the tomb empty. And then Jesus said, no, go and tell. So they're gathered doors are locked. It says, for fear of the Jews. Remember, that's for fear of the, the, uh, the, the leadership, the Pharisees, and those who, who were threatened by Jesus. It's important that we mention that often because it has been used historically for anti-Semitism. And this is not about Jesus against the Jews. This is about... The, what the Romans were doing and what sort of the rest of the leadership in the synagogue was doing. Anyway, they were afraid because Jesus had just been crucified. And while they all said they were going to, you know, follow him to his death, they also all left. And while Jesus had said a lot of uh, evocative things about his life and God being in him and, and being raised and believing. But as Karen said, you know, believe it or not, we tend to believe what we see, right? Got to see it to believe it. Or we say seeing is believing. So Jesus had said all this, and now they don't know what to do. Beyond thinking about belief and faith, I want you to think about the panic, the absolute panic of being in that moment. What do we do now? Jesus had taught us how to, how to feed the people and heal and cast out, and now we're, well, we'll get to forgiveness of sins, but, and, and taught us a lot about going and doing things in God's name loving the people. But seriously, what do we do now? It's not a lot different from when there's some major either trauma or drama in your life, something that upsets your household, sometimes something that upsets your town. Maybe it's a uh, what do you call it, uh, some sort of uh, weather-related or other event like that, but something that, that shocks us, or maybe it's COVID. And you do the survival thing first, and then pause. What do we do now? What do we do now? 
Now, depending on how prepared you are, you may know where your emergency preparedness kit is and have all your tools and have all your paperwork together and know who you're going to call out of town to let them know you're safe and so that your family can know that you're safe and then go help other people. Is everybody set to do that? We were at a faith communities and emergency preparedness workshop, uh, was it just this last week, right? It's only a few days ago. And it, it's a initiative of the Red Cross working with faith communities for us to be, be conscious and be prepared for disasters, hoping we never need to be prepared use our tools, but to think through, how do I prepare as an individual? How do I prepare my household? And then what do we do as a spiritual community to care for people? Because once we make sure that people are physically safe, then we have to make sure that they have their basic essentials met and a place to rest and a place to convene and a place to freak out. That's kind of our realm. To be scared, to have their world turned upside down, to deal with our world being turned upside down, if that's the case. And then to find a word of hope and peace in that. Because even though we hope we never deal with a disaster here in Juno, specifically Juno-related, we do deal with disasters in our life, and we all are dealing with coming out of COVID, and this congregation is dealing with that. And figuring out where do we go from now? How do we trust that Jesus is with us when we haven't seen, we haven't seen the wounds, we haven't seen the flesh? And so when Jesus comes to the disciples on the first day, he says, what? He doesn't say, yes, I'm real. Yes, I'm re resurrected. Peace. Peace be with you. Peace be with you. And then he repeats it. Because I would imagine they were stunned. So he says it again. When we share the peace during worship, that is the peace we're sharing. We're reminding each other that Christ's peace is present among us. We are greeting each other in the name of Christ's peace so that we can experience that peace as we come to the altar, trusting that even when we don't know what we're going to do, Christ is there. And then Thomas comes and you heard, you know, nope, not going to believe it, which quite honestly is fair. The rest of them got to see it. Not going to believe it. But I think it's great that he has a different perspective because that happens to us too. When something happens, if you've ever, I'm just going to pick earthquake because that's my experience. If you've ever been through a major earthquake, for example, as soon as you get together with your loved ones, what do you discuss? What you were doing. This is how it was. For, I mean, first you check if, if everybody's okay, and then you say, this is what happened for me, and then I saw this, and then I felt this, and then I did this. You have to, you have to talk it through, right? You have to share your perspective with those you love. It's a connecting, it's a relating. 
so that you are sharing, quite honestly, the load of that angst. And among that, you're able to build each other up. So they say, no, Thomas, we've seen him. Thomas is still skeptical. Well, we have this wonderful, gracious God who shows up despite our doubt. So that even when we're freaked out and even when we're doubting, Christ shows up. If what you need is to see, I will show you. What you need is to see my pain, I will show you. Not just the pain on the cross, but the pain of loving you in your crisis. Being present with you. Jesus shows up. When there's doubt and when there's angst, whether or not we're ready to believe. Because Thomas wasn't sure he was going to buy into it, right? Even, I'll believe it when I see it, is one of those things we say when we don't think we're going to see it. Right? I'll believe that when I see it. <laughs> Means, I don't think you're really going to do it. He wasn't expecting it. And Jesus shows up. And it says that Thomas was overwhelmed, overwhelmed by experience Jesus. And what does Jesus say to him? It's important to note that Jesus comes here when they gather as a community and that even when they're at their most distressed, the apostles gather as a community. When we are most distressed, gathering as a community strengthens us. It gives us a place to pour out all of the fear, the tension, the hope, the frustration, the need to tell the story, the connections. We pour it out. And in that gathering, the Spirit is present. It says Jesus blew, blew the Holy Spirit on them and then sent them. And then sent them. I mean, there was there was work to do. He didn't let he didn't let the first group off. And afterwards, it says Jesus did many other signs, so that you may come to believe. He came to them in a group. It, as we gather as a group, we're called together as a group. We're also called to have a moment of Christ's peace in us as a group, so that we can have hope about what to do next. So whether that is a personal crisis or some kind of natural disaster or a church crisis or any other point where you might say, this is, I don't know what to do. I, all I can do is be upset. Which, by the way, so how many of you know about the amygdala? So you got this little almond-sized you know, piece of your brain, amygdala, which is designed to... Uh, process feelings really quick and take in data and react. Those are those feelings that you haven't thought through, you just feel it, which works really well for things like running away from snakes, right? You just respond, but sometimes overrides our ability to think through what makes sense when we're not running away from a snake and when perhaps we're running away from Christ's love. Because it is scary. 
It's not like it's not scary. Jesus was crucified. They are there gathered afraid of the, afraid of the crowd. I'm going I'm to say the crowd. It's scary stuff. And so it's tempting to run away from that. But while our amygdala may make us want to just stop, be, be blocked by those feelings, we also have this prefrontal cortex that allows us to think and say, well, wait a minute, there's more to the story than that. There's more to the story than that. Now, Jesus doesn't go through all the, you know, biology of the brain. But he does remind them that even in your most, even when you feel the least faithful, even when you feel the least likely to believe, even when you feel broken, and beat. I will come to you. I will come to you. I'm asking for you to just know that, that I will come to you. Or when I do, rejoice with me. Rejoice, even if, even if you weren't expecting it. Rejoice with me that I was able to come to you, and I was able to come to this group, and that I do give you my peace so that you can go out, go out. Here he says about the forgiving of sins. Mostly it's about going out and proclaiming that there's, there's just more to life than that peace where we get stuck. And that more, that more is promised to be Overwhelming blessing, overwhelming love, overwhelming peace. As we gather, peace be with you. And as good Lutherans, you can say, and also with you. Amen. Would you join with me with the Nicene Creed, with Creed which is up on the screen? We believe, we believe in one, in one God, God, the, the Father, Father, the, the Almighty. Almighty. Maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, of one being with the Father, through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven by the power of the Holy Spirit. He became incarnate from the Virgin Mary and was made man. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day, he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son. With the Father and the Son, he is worshiped and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come.
Amen. United in the hope and joy of the resurrection, let us pray for the church, the world, and all in need. God of rebirth, the good news of your resurrection brings refreshment to a weary world. Following the women at the tomb, empower us to boldly share your radical love through our words and our work. Hear us, O God. As you breathe your spirit into the disciples, breathe your spirit of healing upon all creation. Nourish the earth with sufficient rains. Strengthen us to counter the effects of pollution and destruction. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. You prepared the disciples for their ministry by calming their fears and granting them your peace. Equip our community's leaders. Give them a spirit of peace and hearts that burn for justice, that their leadership reflects your love. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. You come among us in unexpected ways. Send us to those who hide in fear or question your love. Be a healing presence for any isolated by addiction, incarceration, mental illness, chronic pain, sickness, or grief. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. As you met the disciples on the road to MS, show us your presence along our journeys. Bless our doubts and questions. Provide trusting and safe relationships for all ages to nurture our connection to you and one another. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. Resurrecting God, you bring us to new life every day. Thank you for blessing us with companions on our faith journey, especially those who now rest in your love. Strengthen, strengthen us with the eternal peace of your promises. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. Rejoicing in the victory of Christ's resurrection, we lift our prayers and praise to you, almighty and eternal God, through Jesus Christ, our risen Lord. Amen. This is the part of our service where we lift up our gifts to God. We offer ourselves, our time, and our possessions. Members, of course, are encouraged to give our regular tithes and offerings through an assigned number, and we have regular vehicles for doing that. You're invited to go to our website and use PayPal or one of the other donate buttons that we have on the website. You can make a special offering to the RLC on KINY ministry, which helps keep this on the air, or to the RLC food pantry, or to Juno Live, which helps with community outreach. You're also more than welcome to come by in person or make a food donation. We encourage people also to be involved with the community and appreciate volunteers. All of these things are gathered together in song and prayer. God of abundance, you have set before us a plentiful harvest as we feast on your goodness. Strengthen us to labor in your field and equip us to bear fruit for the good of all. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Remembering then his death and resurrection, we take this bread and cup, giving you thanks that you have made us worthy to stand before you and serve you as your priestly people. Send your spirit upon these gifts of your church. Gather into one, gather into one all who share this bread and wine. Fill us with your Holy Spirit to establish our faith in truth, that we may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ, through whom all glory and honor are yours, Almighty Father, with the Holy Spirit, and your holy church 
both now and forever. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Let us announce together. The mission of Resurrection Lutheran Church is to promote spiritual growth in Christ and service to all people. The God of all, who raised Jesus from the dead, bless you by the power of the Holy Spirit to live in the new creation. Amen. Go in peace. Serve the risen one. Thanks be to God. This has been an abridged worship service of Resurrection Lutheran Church. You are welcome to join us for worship in person on Sunday mornings at 930. We are located at 740 West 10th Street in downtown Juneau. Our phone number is 586-2380. More information about our location, parking lot, current COVID policy, and other contact information is available on our website at rlcjuno.org. The website is also the best way to learn about what events are happening with the community outreach ministry, Juno Live. With a vital food pantry, bell choir, quilting group, Bible study, and others, there may be a ministry here just for you. Come and see.